All right, guys, welcome back to The Business Shift. Today, I'm doing a solo episode. I've been doing a bunch of guest podcasts, so I'm excited to sit down and do a little solo episode with you. This is my 11th solo episode, so I thought, what better way than to talk about 11 insights that I've been having these past uh, these past couple months as I'm making that shift uh, to business owner, um, and I wanted to kind of enlighten you on what I've been going through and how you can start to apply these to your shift from solopreneur to business owner. So let's go ahead and cue up the intro. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, guys, let's do it. Let's do it. So today I've got 11 insights for you. Now you may be wondering, okay, why 11 specifically? Um, why that number is I've been working through a business course lately um, that I've been taken from a mentor of mine. And they had us do some main insights that we've been going through for the challenge that they've had us do. And so they're like, come up with 10 insights. And then I just ended up having a bonus insight. And I was like, hey, it's solo episode 11. So let's chat about these because I think they're really good. Um, there's some really good insights and takeaways um, that you can use as you're making the shift from entrepreneur to business owner. And real quick, before I before I dive into um, these insights, another thing I've been learning by bringing on, bringing on all of these guests and chatting with people is really I've started to get a very clear idea as, as far as what it means to be a solopreneur, entrepreneur, a business owner. Um, because I was talking to one of my friends and they're like, wouldn't people get offended if you if you called them not a business owner but an entrepreneur like don't entrepreneurs see themselves as business owners um and what's the difference between that and that's essentially what this this entire podcast is about is breaking that down um but as i've been interviewing more people i just want to kind of talk to you about some of the key takeaways that i've had from the different interviews which you guys should all go and check out because they've been amazing um but First thing is, what is the definition of each one? And I really like this from uh, Farah's podcast that we had on uh, a couple weeks ago. And she was talking about how an entrepreneur is somebody who is inventing something new, right? Creating something. A solopreneur is taking something um, that, uh, so a solo, that's an entrepreneur. <laughs> solopreneur is someone who is taking something that has already been kind of created and they're coaching on it, they're training on it, they're working on it, their, their expertise is built around that. And then a business owner is someone who is uh, building out a product, a product that is built around that and has something separate from themselves um, that the product is built around. And so uh, that I think was was super interesting to me because I had not really ever broken them down into those three categories. But I, I think the idea of the solopreneur being the business, right? You are the expertise. People are paying for you to be in the business. Whereas the, the business owner is focused on the product and how the product is going to uh, affect the marketplace and people buy the product. Um, is quite interesting to me. And I think that that is actually how I would start to define solopreneur versus business owner. And I've realized that the business shift, I say it's entrepreneur from to, to business owner, but I really think the the better terminology is solopreneur to 
business owner. An entrepreneur, I think you're an entrepreneur uh, when you're a solopreneur, you're an entrepreneur when you're uh, a business owner. And main reason I say that is because um, of the mindset that an entrepreneur has, right? When I often think of the word entrepreneur, I'm thinking of the type of person that you are, right? The type of human that you are, the mindset that you're approaching life with. Um, and I think that you can have that same mindset of I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to bring a certain amount of expertise and artistry to what I do. Um, I'm going to be all in. I'm taking full responsibility of myself. Um, I'm willing to contribute and, and do more than what is asked. Um, I'm going above what is uh, required or expected in order to achieve results. I'm dedicated to my goal. All of those things that we've talked about, I think that that's an entrepreneurial mindset. And you can have that as a solopreneur and as a business owner. And so that has really started to kind of clarify the shift for me as far as what I've been thinking. And this has just been over the course of like my podcast being launched for even less than a month, right? Is thinking, oh man, like I'm getting clarity on the difference between it's more like going from solopreneur to business owner compared to entrepreneur to business owner um, because of the way uh, the way that I've started to define those. So that's something I just wanted to clarify and give some insights on. That is not a part of the 11 insights that I'm going to be bringing you, but just wanted to uh, just wanted to chat a little bit about that and clarify that. Um, okay, so to the 11 insights. Okay, so first thing that I've been learning is you can still have an intriguing, and this is insight number one, okay? You can still have an intriguing conversation with people who don't share your same worldview. Um, this is something that I have struggled with because I, uh, and I think I've struggled with this my entire life. I grew up in a very religious household. Um, and so I was very judgmental towards people who do not believe the same thing as me. And then I kind of did a 180 flip. I'm no longer a part of that religion. Right. And now I'm seeing and, and judging people from my perspective going, yeah, you're not, you're not this way. You're not thinking how I'm thinking, right. Those type of things. And, um, I've really started to, to, um, make this shift, um, just purely by experience. Um, in that I've started to be able to be less judgmental of people and uh, have more conversations, which creates more networking opportunities, which then grows my business because I've been able to connect with so many different people on the podcast, connect with people in person, et cetera, um, and just carry conversations and learn more, which allows me to grow more um, when I'm willing to have more conversations with people and not just shut it down. Um, and I really started to, to do this because I've had conversations with people that believe differently than me. And I've been genuinely curious by what they're talking about and genuinely intrigued by looking at them and going, wow, like I really am, am curious why you think that. And it's coming from a place of pure curiosity and wanting to learn from them compared to, I really don't think you should be doing that. Like that sounds like you're not in control of your life or whatever that looks like. Um, and that shift has drastically changed the way that I have conversations now. And it's made it so then I can approach a conversation with any kind of person and be able to uh, connect with them and understand them and learn from them on some sort of level 
um, instead of just automatically judging them. And that's something that uh, I've had to learn um, and still working on. It's definitely not something I mastered yet, um, but it's something that I've started to realize. And some another thing besides just experience with it that's helped me realize this is uh, a book that I was reading by Ryan Holiday on self-discipline, which was talking about being tolerant with others, but being strict on yourself. So even though you are strict by what boundaries you set and what you do on your day-to-day life, why would you expect others to do that as well? Other people have different goals than you. They're different humans, right? And there's going to be flaws. There's going to be mistakes made. There's going to be flaws because we are humans. And so instead of trying to sit there and judge people for what they're doing, why not just stick to what you're going to do, show up that. And if you don't want to be around those type of people, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you can have a conversation with them. So that's been my first insight. Um, second insight is you make the first move, then others will follow. Um, and this has kind of come down to my idea of confidence. And when you can approach a situation where you don't have to be completely certain of the outcome, I, that used to be my definition of confidence. And now it's no longer that it's shifted towards, um, trusting yourself enough to know that you can handle any situation that you're put in. And so really when it comes down to you making the first move, and if you can trust yourself enough to figure out any situation, you can show up confidently in that situation and people respond to that very positively. An example, I was doing a photo shoot with uh, about 11 other entrepreneurs and these I could tell that these entrepreneurs were very uncomfortable with how to pose themselves, right? Like they didn't know how to pose it and the photographer wasn't really helping on the side of things as far as posing. Um, and so I like... St- like, like I stood up and I was like, okay, like here, you're going to do this pose. You're going to point here. You're going to do the typical like question mark pointing to different pages. Cause they were using these for their content. Um, and they were all like, okay, Lena, it's my turn. Now you got to walk me through this. Um, and just by me, like taking that first step, it showed them that they could then be confident in their, in what they were doing. And they had some guidance there. And so if you take the first step, if you move forward, um, that will give people that will help encourage people to have the confidence to move forward as well. And since, you know, we're looking to be strong business owners and leaders, I think that's a very important quality of a leader to have is to take the first move. Um, awesome. Next thing, continuing to learn for yourself is so important. Um, with like what I'm doing with your client success, which is helping people, um, helping online digital business owners with their coaching, um, not with their coaching, sorry, with their fulfillment in terms of let's increase the ascension, the retention of your current clients. Let's make their fulfillment process amazing. Let's outsource your fulfillment. Let's optimize all your systems so then you can grow, right? That's what I'm helping doing. And I've gotten into this coaching mindset and, uh, me being in this coaching mindset, I have just been coaching, 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 and I haven't ever really been prioritizing, okay, like, when am I getting coached? When am I going to be learning? And I meet with a mentor of mine on a weekly basis, but I I stopped doing the consuming courses um, or continuing to read books or anything like that. And I was only doing the, the, the one on the one hour coaching session with him a week, which was great, but it needs to be, it needs to be more than that. And I found it difficult to put myself back in that situation of sitting on, let's say, a Zoom call, being coached by someone else when I'm like, man, I'm normally on the other side, like I'm normally coaching people. And so it's really important to to put yourself back in the seat of being coached. And because I've done that, I've been able to make massive strides in my business. So I think that that's key as well. Um, always put yourself in the learning uh, opportunity to learn. Um, 
Next thing, no more than everyone in the room. It's up to you as the business owner to be the most prepared so then you can make the best decisions moving forward. I've heard this so many times on the podcast with guests. They say, okay, like, yes, you can hire out the things that you don't like, but you should not hire out the things that you don't know how to do because then they can run amok in your business and you could not know what what is happening. And you could just be like, okay, yeah, like, well, you're the expert. You just do that. And they could be destroying your business. Essentially. It's very important that even if you hate the thing, you need to know the ins and outs of it and know how to operate it before passing it off to someone else before giving it to someone else. So then you know what questions to ask about it. You know what red flags are popping up. You know what green flags, you can see the bottlenecks, everything like that, um, instead of just trying to outsource everything all at once. Um, and that that's very clear to me. And I definitely am working to be the type of person that has prepared enough to know more than anybody in the room. Um, because if I do that on a personal level and also on a business level, I can then know what questions to ask. I can then know how to handle certain situations. That goes back to that. I can trust myself enough to figure myself out, to figure out the situation, no matter what situation I'm in. Um, and that that is very important to me and something I think a good leader masters. Um, next thing, understanding your health at every level is crucial in order to play at 100%. Um, I've been really focused on taking a different approach with my health lately. And it's been focused on, okay, how can I understand the root cause of things instead of just trying to do the next shiny object that I'm attracted to? Um, because I love, I love getting in the gym. I love working out, but I realized that I've missed the fundamental root causes of like, okay, what foods are causing bloating? What foods are causing mental fog? Uh, anything like that. And I've missed that piece. I've missed the piece of hormones. And so I need to go and look to get those tests. I missed the piece of, um, of, you know, like what works, what, what works best with my body, all these different things that I miss those pieces pieces. And I just, there've been signs and I've just totally ignored them thinking, okay, like I just need to continue to do the same workout routines that I've done, just get on this new thing. And I've missed the point. And because of that, my health is suffering from that. Not that I'm in have any kind of health condition or I'm dying or anything like that, but it could be better. It's like, it's good, but I want it to be great. And so I think it's very important that you as the business owner really do still prioritize your health and take that very, very seriously. Okay. Um, next thing, achieving financial wealth is simple when you know how to play the game of achieving wealth. I have been just binging into Robert, Robert Kiyosaki stuff. Uh, and I've been doing it with my brother. We've been keeping each other accountable by re, um, where we read chapters each week. But we went through Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We went through his Cashflow Quadrant, which is his second book after, after Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then we're, we're now starting his Guide to Investing. And my beliefs around money have been just absolutely blown out of the water from these books. And we also then bought his game, which uh, is called cash flow one-on-one. And we've been learning about getting out of the rat race. And we play this game every single week, my boyfriend um, and uh, my younger sister and I, we play this game every single week and we're constantly like looking to get out of the rat race even sooner. And it's just showing me how easy it is to, to make money and to be wealthy 
when you understand how to play the game. And it's fascinating to me how before, and it still kind of is, it's quite daunting. It's like, oh man, like I can never achieve that kind of wealth or it's too hard. I'm going to have to work super hard, things like that. And it's about instead understanding the financial intelligence enough to be able to know how to work the game and like any kind of good board game. Cause I love board games, right? It's important to understand the rules and to understand the rules that the rich people play by instead of the rules that the poor people play by, because they're playing by they're playing the same game, but they're playing by different rules and they're getting different results because of that. And so that has really helped to kind of open my mind on that front of things. Um, next thing is you've mastered time management when you know exactly what to do in every moment and you don't have to think about what's coming next. Um, I coach from Tom Bilyeu, who I absolutely love. He's a creator of Impact Theory. I'm actually wearing their shirt right now. Um, love them, love their mission. And he broke down time management like that. And I'm, I work in the accountability side of things as well um, when it comes to like client fulfillment, client delivery. And so I do a lot of like accountability for clients and things like that. And, um, you know, so I know so many different time management strategies and I've used so many time and time management strategies, but he broke it down to really guys like the goal of time management is get to the point where you don't have to guess what's coming next. You can essentially just go from task to task, really just like lock in and be insanely productive. And that like turned on a light switch for me. That was, oh my, oh my God, like, that's amazing. Like that is what I've been trying to achieve with my time management. And I've been really focusing on making that a priority lately. And because of that, I've been way more productive than I ever have because I'm leaving no time for my energy to go towards thinking about what needs to go next. I can just use that mental, that mental energy to think and work on the next project instead of sitting there going, what am I going to do next? So I think that that is the ultimate form of mastering your time when you don't have to guess what's coming next. So that was a very big realization for me. Okay, next one. Uh, which one are we? On? Which one are we on? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're on number eight. Okay, so number eight. Um, I did this because I was focusing on making my time management very dialed in, in terms of, I don't have to think about what's next. So I've been planning out my weeks and planning out my months, but I was having a very difficult time planning out my weeks. And I realized that I need more clarity on my month and years if I'm not sure what to prioritize during the week. And so I was looking at and making a list of, okay, what's priority number one, what's priority number two, et cetera. Um, and I, I get a lot of people that ask me this as well. Like, how do you prioritize things? And I was having a really hard time going, well, what is priority number one? Like what is most important? And that is a very clear indicator to me that I don't know the, the month plan and I don't know the year plan. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was a clear indicator to me that I didn't know the year plan. It was for sure a clear indicator to me that I didn't know the monthly plan. And then if I go back and try to plan my month and I'm not sure what's a priority, then that is an indicator that the year isn't clear enough. And then if I can't plan the year, then that's an indicator that the long-term bigger vision, like three years, five years, 10 years, isn't clear enough. And so that was very cool to me because I can figure out what my number one priorities are if I'm clear enough on the month. But if I'm not clear and I can't figure out my week, like what I need to prioritize in the week, then I don't know what I'm doing on a monthly basis. And so it's very important to know each step. What's the priorities for the 10 year mark? Like, 
overall arching priorities for the business? And then what's the priority for the, the five year, three year, monthly, weekly? And by breaking it down, by the time you get to the week, you should be like, I need this, 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 this. You put them all back to back, you plan them, you prioritize them, and then you can just go lock in, go prioritize and get shit done. Awesome. Okay. Um, next thing is talking about slash acknowledging your struggles with others helps you grow stronger. Uh, I did this when I went to an event where I spoke live. It was the first time that I ever shared my personal story. Uh, one of my personal stories that was very touching and very emotional for me. Um, and by sharing that story, I was able to move past it and I was able to see how that story had impacted me in a positive way. And yes, I did cry when I shared that story and that was really embarrassing, but <laughs> I am now so much stronger because of it. And I inspired so many people. And so I see a lot of business owners are like, oh, I need to share my story. I share my story, but they stay on the surface. If you can get, if you can dive deep into like what your you're really struggling with and you can talk about it and you may need to just talk about it with one person first and then you could um, expand to a couple of people and then a lot of people and you could eventually get yourself to the point where you're talking in front of mil millions on a stage. Um, but that allows you to grow past those moments of pain, vulnerability and, and really grow stronger. All right, we've got two more. Um, number 10 is self-discipline is ne a necessary skill to master in order to achieve consistent progress over time. I've been learning about uh, a lot about self-discipline. I've been reading Ryan Holiday's book. I've been looking to apply it more and more into my life. It's definitely uh, one of the first skills that I'm working on mastering um, because I know if I can master that, then I can master other skills because I have the self-discipline to master them. <laughs> so that is super important. And then the last thing, which has really shifted my whole entire view of things is that passion is developed. It's not found. Passion is developed through interest plus mastery. This was so key to me because I thought growing up, passion was something that you just had inside you. And for me, I looked at that and was like, but I'm not passionate about anything. And then that kept me from moving forward towards anything because I thought I needed to wait for that passion to just show up in order to feel motivated enough or either to look at something and go, yes, I can commit myself to this because I'm passionate about it. But when I realized this was also from Tom helped me realize the equation of passion, which is take something that you're interested in and then pursue mastery. And as you do that, if it's really something that you like interests you and you continue to be interested by it as you pursue mastery with it, then it will develop into a passion. And that gave me permission to do whatever the hell I wanted, whatever the hell I was interested in at the moment and not wait for it to feel like it was my life calling. And that was massive for me in order to move forward and make progress towards something that actually meaned something to me, but it didn't actually become a passion or mean something to me until I started pursuing mastery with it. So I would still probably be stuck um, where I was at that point waiting to feel passion if I, if I just didn't, if I never moved forward with it. So that was a very big deal to me. All right, guys, those were my 11 insights. I hope they, the, I hope that they were helpful. Um, 
And I hope that you can take a couple of them and apply them into your business and life today. Um, Until then, right? Until our next episode, keep shifting your business towards success. And let's cue the outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.